Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. It's going uh, really good. <laughs> that's that's what you came that's to? That's the best I could come up with. <laughs> wow. So today we are going to be talking about The Wallflower Wager by Tessa Dare in today's mini episode. But first, mom, what animal would be your Patronus? Oh, my Patronus. Um, I don't know. Maybe like a an otter. Nothing like big and majestic. It would be something like warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Because I'm super warm and fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say, I don't want to say a sloth because that's like a little too oh. lazy. <laughs> no, I'm saying for me. Oh, for you. Okay. I was going to say, Really? That's where we're going with this? <laughs> um, I think an otter's a good choice for you, I think. They're uh, friendly. You know, they're approachable. Yeah, I don't know what mine would be. I'd like to have a good time. Probably just a dog. Like, they're pretty lazy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they're pretty friendly, though. Uh, what are you saying? That I'm not? <laughs> um, no, I would never say that, Ellen, ever. To my face. <laughs> well, that's that's a tough one. Um, let us know what your Patronus would be. And I, I mean, maybe a goat for me. Just because, you know. You do, you like a good goat, too. <laughs> I do like a good goat. <laughs> but, you know, they like to, they like to have a good time as well and they'll eat anything <laughs> really i think I, I think i i'm feeling the you goat can. thing <laughs> what would mine be mom help me let's see ellen you would be uh you're not completely lazy i'm not you just like to rest now and then i think a dog might be good for you yeah i think like a dog you, is good you like to go and run around now and then but then you do like to be able to take a nap yeah yeah. On a lazy day. <laughs> okay. Cool. And you uh, whine whenever I leave. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but she's making a joke because my dog whines whenever I leave. Yes, it's true. He's obsessed with me. Um, <laughs> so today, we are going to be talking about The Wallflower Wager by Tessa Dare. This is the third book in the Girl Meets Duke series, and it was preceded by The Duchess Deal and The Governess Game. The fourth and final book, The Bride Bet, is set to come out next August. Um, so, here's the back cover description for this book. Oh, gosh. You Sorry! <laughs> Wealthy and ruthless, Gabriel Duke clawed his way from the lowliest slums to the pinnacle of high society, and now he wants to get even. Loyal and passionate Lady Penelope Campion never met a lost or wounded creature she couldn't, she wouldn't take into her home and her heart. When her imposing and attractive new neighbor demands she clear out the rescued animals, Penny sets him a challenge. She will part with her precious charges if he can find them loving homes. Done, Gabriel says. How hard can it be to find homes for a few kittens and a two-legged dog and a foul-mouthed parrot and a goat, an otter, a hedgehog, 
Easier said than done for a cold-blooded bastard who wouldn't know a loving home from a workhouse. Soon he's covered in cat hair, knee-deep in adorable and bewitched uh, by a shyly pretty spinster who defies his every attempt to resist. Now she's set her mind and heart on saving him. Not if he ruins her first. <gasps> da, 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 da. Mom, <laughs> what? what did you think of the wallflower wager? Oh, Ellen. I loved this book. I loved this one too. It's just it was just so fun to read a Tessa Darian. I mean, she is just an enjoyable read. Yes. I I love her writing and yeah, it it is kind of like a Tessa Dare is always gonna kind of be like a comfort read for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I will always know that I can go to a Tessa Dare when it's just like, oh, oh, this is nice. I like this. They're just Um, just a good time. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, should we just dive right in? Dive right in, Ellen. What did you think of Penny as our heroine? I loved Penny. (laughs) I thought she was adorable. I loved her with all her little animals. I loved, loved their meet cute was yeah, pretty fun. With the parrot. With the parrot. And um, I love <laughs> them. I love all the ladies trying to figure out what the parrot's saying. So, well, even she didn't know what it was saying yeah, at first. And none of them. Like, no, uh, no, this is what she's saying. <laughs> but all the men, anytime the men hear it, they're like, no, I know what she's saying. But all the like sweet little, you know, debutantes are like, what? Fancy what? a foxglove? <laughs> Fancy a cuppa or something? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was funny. Best use of that, though, was in the epilogue, which was perfect. Yeah, that was great. But it ended on that. On that note, was adorable. And, um, no, I loved Penny, and I loved her, like, I'm just going to get what I want out of life yeah. attitude. And... I loved her just taking charge, and yeah, it was fun to see her. I love, okay, I'll probably talk about this more with him, but I loved how from the get-go she was like, this is the guy that I feel comfortable with, because she obviously had issues from her childhood, and once she decided that she felt safe with him, I love that she just... Yeah, this is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love that she was the first one to kiss him. Yes. And um, I kind of loved her breakthrough with her quote-unquote ruination, you know, where she's like, ask me if I feel ruined. Yeah, I like that too. And she's like, why is it that women are worthless after they've lost their virginity? What's that about? Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit later about about her kind of breakthrough with that. Um, but yeah, I just loved her. I loved, um, I can empathize, empathize, Jiminy Chris, with an animal being your best friend. <laughs> okay. I, I can relate to that. <laughs> At least yours is not like a hedgehog or yeah. your dog has all four legs. He does have the all The whole four description legs. though of that dog with his little cart, it's just pretty <laughs> endearing. <laughs> I love all of her little broken. <laughs> yeah. She was just so cute with, with her animals. Um, and I and love, I love how she always accepted everything as a challenge. Like, oh, you don't think I can make you into, you know, yeah. bring the good guy out of you? Oh, challenge accepted. Yeah. 
And I love that everyone around her kind of like recognized her capacity to love and how and everybody when anybody talked to her about it, it was, you know, she's so brave and she's so especially, you know, in hindsight, going what going through what she's gone through, that she was always just so accepting and wanting to give love to, you know, especially like the little broken creatures around her. Yeah. Yeah, um, she was adorable. And I loved everybody. <laughs> I loved, uh, you know, because we've seen in previous books that she's always trying to feed people these, like, vegetarian dishes, <laughs> like her sham, and I don't even remember what they're all called, but what was her, the roast leaf? Roast leaf. <laughs> <laughs> sounds terrible. And, and everybody's always been like, yeah, that's great. And then he gets it. He's like, this is awful. And she's like, my friends all like it. He's like, no, they don't. They don't. They're lying to you. <laughs> they just don't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> and um, yeah, I thought that was funny. And so, and then there were a few moments that were kind of similar to that. Um, he says at one point, I would say something about two birds and one stone, but you'd complain about animal cruelty. <laughs> And then when yeah. they, like, the guys are all over and they knock over some picture of a pug. And they're like, oh, it's hideous. It's probably her favorite Awful. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love how the guys are like, you told her her sandwiches are awful? And he's like, yeah, they are. And they're like, we know, but you don't tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were so cute. Um, I And then here are some of my favorite uh, Penny quotes. Uh, let someone care for you, Gabriel. It doesn't have to be me, but she broke off. No, forget that last. It does have to be me. I'm generous, but I'm not that generous. When it comes to this, I'm not willing to share. It's a good one. And when she says, I love you, and he says, and what of it? You love everyone. <laughs> Big deal. You love everything. And then my favorite petty moment was towards the end when she confronts Mr. Lambert and she kind of crumples into a heap after everyone's gone. And she's kind of crying. And she says, I'm also going to find a new litter of kittens. And I don't want to hear anything about it. <laughs> That's how she comforts herself. Is getting a new litter of kittens. And when he says, I'll get you hundreds of kittens. And he's like, wait, that was hyperbole. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought she was, she was a lot of fun. She was super sweet and uh i loved all of her her little animals so what did you think of gabe as our hero i liked gabe gabe you know these guys that always think they're horrible at the beginning and then it turns out yeah no you're not horrible because he was kind of dreamy and Mm -hmm. yeah he had done some mean stuff but you know as he as he explained where he came from and his well, he hated the aristocracy. Yeah. But I think what he hated was the hypocrisy and all the, you know. Which anyway. I can get. I, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I get that. And, you know, everybody kept talking about how awful he is. And I'm like, mm, doesn't sound like he's that bad. That bad, I mean, yeah. I mean, he never did anything illegal. He just bought up people's debts. And then, you know, they couldn't pay them. And so... He got what they had. I mean, yeah. it's... I mean, it's cold-blooded from a business sense, but... But it's perfectly legit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think what I loved about Gabe is just kind of, like, his reluctant 
falling in love with her and all of her chaos and just watching him kind of like sink deeper and deeper into like the her little world her little menagerie of of animals and things um well i loved when he was trying to get rid of the (laughs) the um goat and the cow in the beginning and he hires those actors to pretend like they're farmers and she's like there is no way that these people are from Hertfordshire. They don't even say it right. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, I think I think a lot of, especially you see this in the historicals, but these guys that kind of like puff up like, I'm so dark and brooding, and it's like, mm, are you though? But you're not. Yeah, <laughs> we know. These sweet little girls are going to break you. Yeah. Um, here are my two favorite, uh, Gabe quotes. Uh, they, he's looking at her hands and she's got all these little scars on her hands. He says, they were healed bites and scratches accumulated over years. She had a lifelong habit of extending care to animals too wild or frightened to accept it, which made her the bravest kind of fool. Gabe wanted to kiss each and every one of those healed wounds, which made him just an ordinary fool. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. (laughs) And then... I like when she is using this analogy to compare him to, like, a dog. And he's like, did you just compare me to a dog? She's like, I know. I'm not certain you deserve the compliment either. (laughs) 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 Which is more a penny quote, but, you know, it applies to him. But it was Uh, good. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. I mean, I think my heart loved Penny as a character more than Gabe. um, But... He he was he was great, you know. He was a sweetheart. Yes, he was. Um, okay, so which animal moment was your favorite? Well, it's got to be when Marigold gave birth. That is my favorite as well. <clears throat> that whole that whole scene with those guys there was hilarious. <laughs> my favorite part of that was um chase Chase who's like i've been studying i'm going to watch every moment of my wife's birth and he puts his head downwind and he's like nope never mind i'm not doing it anymore not doing any of that (laughs) and then ash i wrote down this line ash looks down at what's going on he's like picture a soap bubble then picture a soap bubble blown in hell by a demon with a phlegmy cold (laughs) (laughs) that's what's coming out of this goat right now uh, um, well, and I love the the lead up to that where he kept saying your goat's pregnant and she's like no and then they kept talking about how her uh, she says my my goat is not like my goat is not a hussy well I wrote <laughs> da- I wrote down this line because this shows you how far Gabe has come is when all of the men are there some one of the other guys makes a comment about oh she's been prowling the streets and he's like watch yourself Marigold's not that kind of goat <laughs> not that kind of goat <laughs> Which is what she had said at the beginning of the book. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, it, it was, that was really a funny part. That whole, that whole all his All of his interactions with Ash and Chase were pretty fantastic. Yeah, I, all of them were, they were killing me. Um, and I'm excited for the fourth book just to see them all together and their friendship even more Now, cemented. am I mistaken or does the fourth book overlay with this book? somewhat because uh it might overlay somewhat well, she says she's engaged yeah nick nicholas says she's engaged at the ball 
And they're avoiding the guy she's engaged to. Well, I'm thinking what it is, is it's someone she's been engaged to for a very long time. And maybe he comes back on the scene and, like, he's been somewhere for a long time. Because she, she says something about, like, you know, oh, well, you know, I've been I've been fooled in love before kind of thing like that. And so it makes it imply that there's a history. Well, and they also... When at the wedding, which is you know a few months later, they say okay. something about her being already married. Do they? Yeah, they do. Because they're ta- she says my graces, and they're all married to dukes. And even Nicholas says something about you know regardless of my standing, I don't think you can call me Grace. Oh, okay. I didn't pick up on that. Um, uh, sorry. You don't read as thoroughly as me. Yeah. Um, Ash and Chase, though, my favorite was when they were fighting wow. over who got to be his second or his third. Well, the, and then when they went to duel, and he's like, and that, that line, and you probably have it highlighted. I do. Well, I say, just as a point of clarification, in case you do die, which of us would you say was the second and which was the third? <laughs> and then when they get married, they, they're arguing over who's the real best man. <laughs> Now, who's the real best man? The other, the other line from the duel that I wrote down, because I also really liked this, was uh, <laughs> Ash and Chase, they're trying to talk him out of doing the duel, and they're like, hell, even Chase and I would be disappointed. Let's go with inconvenience. Inconvenience. <laughs> Not terribly disappointed. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> they were funny. Yeah, they were really funny. Uh, and I forgot about... Ash with his cursing in Shakespearean, which I yeah. found funny. Um, but back to the animals, all of the animal moments. I mean, there was a lot of funny. I liked the the steer sneezing on them. I liked all the Delilah stuff. I liked when Delilah starts spouting her stuff when they're all worried that they've slept together, which they sort of had. And um, and and she starts with her saucy lines and they're like gosh dang it delilah um <laughs> oh because they were afraid that she's like they did she didn't learn that from me <laughs> yeah um and they call and he says at one point you cursed pigeon with pretensions which i thought was a great line um yeah all all of the animal stuff was was fun um okay i already asked you this question mom but did you cry <laughs> I did cry. I cried multiple times towards the end. The whole thing with her explaining what had happened to her as a child. The whole thing with her, well, him, um, when she was so devastated at the ball and him, you know, feeling bad for her. Then the whole thing with her brother coming back at the end. Um, yeah, I teared up through yeah. those things multiple times. Same. So this is where we can talk about the whole Mr. Lambert thing. Um, I really liked everything. I liked all the conclusions. I liked, I liked her getting to confront him and, um, oh, and I loved her aunt helping her out. Yeah. I thought that was perfect. And, um, that she got to, you know, kind of take Lambert down the same way that Duke usually took people down. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I liked, you know, that that's how she puts a stop to the duel is, you know, she gets to kind of duel him herself in a way. Right. Um, and I like everything that's kind of said about 
um, you know, quote unquote ruination and how she kind of comes to this conclusion that, you know, it's her body. She, you know, it's, she gets to do what she wants to, um, and that, you know, she gets to, and I, I loved that he, even without knowing her past, you know, always kind of gave her the reins. Supported, supported that, yeah. Yeah. Um, if I had one tiny quibble with this book, I felt like um, the shift into her talking about everything that happened to her was a bit abrupt. There was hinting to it, and I could kind of sense that that was coming. Um, but it was it was a pretty abrupt shift. Well, I think it kind of goes along with that whole thing of her, like, truly trusting him with, you know, her body and with her secrets, so. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it that was my, like, one tiny quibble. It wasn't. But, um, well, and I, I've got to give it one little thing. I know you're talking about quibbles, but I got to point out that this book did have a forced proximity, uh, when they were at the inn. Yes, it which did. I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah that was. And that her was wearing nice. his shirt and it's just a win, win, win. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about sex, baby. Mm-hmm. Be- Tessa Dare You Minx. This book <laughs> was pretty steamy. It was pretty steamy. Uh, which did you find to be the steamiest? Probably the one at his bedroom, uh, at the bedroom at his house, not his bedroom, but the bedroom at his house with the mirror. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, no, that didn't affect me at all. At all. Nothing. I I felt nothing. I'm dead inside. (laughs) I don't think you're being truthful with me, Ellen. Uh, Yeah, that one was pretty hot. And um, yeah, it was was good. And then them at the inn was pretty good. Yeah. I loved the inn scene. I loved loved when he's listening to her bathe. (laughs) Well, I'm, and you know taking himself into his own hands so to speak but um when that whole like where he's imagining everything that's going on with her and then she even like like, comes in gabe (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he's off in his little dreamland there yes that was good um what was your swinniest moment okay it's not very sexy but I think my swooniest moment was him holding the baby goat when she came home. <laughs> um, I have that written down as one of mine, and I wrote down this line. Would it help if I told you that I've never found you so wildly attractive as I do in this moment? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, he just turns around and he's holding that little baby goat. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. And I love how he's like, no, this is my goat. I, you didn't even know that it was you coming. Were, you didn't even know the, that she was pregnant. <laughs> And it's like, and I can do what I want. I can eat it if I want. And she's like, I knew that he wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, my Okay, so I could not pick, like, a top one. So that was one of mine. Um, Gabe having only vegetarian options at the ball was another one. Oh, that was good. That was cute. And then in the 
ep not in the epilogue, but when they're getting married and he has the penny in his lapel oh, and he say, "Now I'd sell, sell my soul for a penny." penny. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, definitely." That was that was a that swoony was, line. That was a good line, and it reminded me of the um, the thing in. A rogue by any other name, the Sarah McLean in the Fallen Angel series, where her name is Penelope and they call everybody calls her Penny and he calls her sixpence. He's because she's worth so much more than a penny. <laughs> yeah. Six times as much. Six times as much. Um Okay, do should we hear what some of the listeners thought of the book? Yes, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to talk about but I think we talked about all the moments that I yeah I love the side characters in this whole series which we've pointed yeah. out because we did do the Duchess, Duchess deal. deal so um and that's where we met them all and um yeah that I just love all the characters in this in this series yeah and all the little quirkiness but I and I loved like I said Ash and Chase were yeah. hilarious in this book they were killing me and and you just know in that fourth book the three of them together are going to be i know i'm excited a true delight yeah and i'm really excited for nicola's book i think she'll be a fun heroine because yeah, she's very quirky yeah uh i just i i, I always love a testare heroine they're they're always, yeah. always she's probably one <clears throat> Her heroines are probably not very historically accurate. Well, she's when... Probably, she's probably one of those that are like... Mm, I've sure. actually But it's met, fun to read them. I've met her, and I talked to her about that, actually, because I was telling her how much I loved her books, and she kind of started talking about how a lot of people quibble with her books because they feel very modern, Um for historicals and she gets a lot of comments like why don't you just write contemporaries because you basically do <laughs> but i don't know it's, a, it's it's they're fun to read i mean yeah you know i mean i i get it i i don't think that that is an incorrect assessment on the books but you know it's a slight suspension of disbelief but they're fun. Um, Sarah said, I absolutely loved it, but to be fair, there hasn't been a Tessa book, Dare book I haven't loved. She's an auto-buy for me. Same. Same. I always love the snappy dialogue, and in this book, I found the banter between Ash, Chase, and Gabe during the goat scene particularly entertaining. Now bring on Nicola's story. Yeah. Well, you know how we are about witty banter, banter and Tessa Dare is a master. Yeah. Of win- sure. witty banter. Jason says, Jason, singular male listener, Jason, says, I really liked the book. I thought Penny was a great character in both of the, of the books leading up to this one, and she didn't disappoint as a great heroine. I loved the goat scene. Same. That's like, going to be the main one. Gabe was a good hero. Not Ash good, but good. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Not um, Ash good. That's, a good. that's a good line. Yeah. Alexandra said, I got it on release day and started reading it immediately. I couldn't resist. Here are my thoughts. This book was so cute. I'm always amazed at Tessa Dare's ability to take timely issues and 
less issues like you know like pockets and dresses <laughs> today <laughs> and put them into her historical plots her characters and their lives feel so modern despite the fact that the books are set in the past so kind of like what we were just talking about i adored any time any number of the group was together adorable banter remind me a bit of the group from the a co t a r series I don't know what that would be. Um, they just argue and give each other hell, and it is incredibly endearing. I particularly loved the way Ash and Chase got on with Gabriel. Too funny. I thought that the romance was really nice. The banter and chemistry between them was great, and I loved their contrasting personality so much. A woman who loves everything and is as sweet as can be, and a man who is grump, grump, grumpy and has never loved anyone or anything. I also loved how much emphasis was there was on consent in this book. Yes, yes, amen, Tessa Dare. And that Penny made her own decisions and really knew her mind. We need more heroines like this. Yeah. Um, especially with everything that Penny had been through, I thought that this was a well-placed consent, you know, right button. And But he was really good about it even, even before, before he knew her backstory, so... Yeah, for sure. Well, and she even says at one point, like, um, I always knew I could be safe with him because he always... He never... You know, even... There's one point where he, like, kind of is um, running his hand up her leg, and she's like, and I... And he always leaves me the decision on whether or not he's going to continue, you know, and... I don't know, just stuff like that. Uh, Nina says, I just finished it and I have mixed feelings. I love Penny and her need to nurture and love any anyone who has been injured or neglected. And I definitely see how Gabriel fits into her menagerie of injured and neglected beast. It was definitely lust at first sight, but I'm not sure I saw it understood when they fell in love. Penny's childhood trauma was also brought up without much warning and confrontation at the end felt tacked on. I, yeah, I kind of mentioned that I felt like that a bit as well. Because it's Tessa Dare, I still enjoyed the book, but it is my least favorite of the series. The Duchess Steel is still my favorite. Duchess Steel is good. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't feel that way so much about the, you know, her revealing her past. I didn't feel like it was out of nowhere. I guess because I saw it building up, but, um, you know that something happened to right. her. And but the conflict, she just got mad about the way, because he was handling her family the way he handled everything else. And I could see her getting irritated about that. Well, and the thing, I think the fact that he was handling her family the way he was handling everything else was less the issue. But just that she had trusted, you know, she trusted him because he always let her make decisions for herself. And now here he is you know, and devaluing her as well. And he's like, well, that's not how I feel, but I, that's how they're going to feel. And she's like, so you're going to make me feel worthless. And so you don't think of me as worthless, but you're going to make my family think that. So that's, right. and right. I thought that was right. And fair could, point well made. And she got over it pretty, I mean, she, you know, they both moved yeah. forward pretty. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, it's not like turning your phones off kind of irritating, even though I'm, I'm using that metaphorically. But yeah. um, uh, I thought it moved. It, 
No, the you know, cut. there was a blow up and they moved forward. It yes. worked out fine. Yeah. I, I thought that was all fine. It's, um, I think maybe if there was some middle point between hinting that something had happened to her and then the end, and all this happens like in the last 15% of the book, she reveals everything to him and then she's faced with him, with her, you know, abuser. Um, if there was some middling point between that, like she hears that he's in town and or something, I don't know. Does that make sense? It just no, because I thought it was fine. Stop. Well, I'm, <laughs> listen, Nina felt the same way, so I'm okay. Well, you and Nina go have lunch together and discuss it. Okay, I'm you through. and me, you and me, Nina. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm just, I'm just kind of backing her a little bit on that that's fine it I didn't know. And bother you even, you even mentioned it in in the thing yeah I, I didn't have a problem with it but you have more issues with writing things yeah. like that than I do so yeah I mean I still loved the book I'm just I'm I, I know you're just hateful and, and spiteful yeah me and Nina okay <laughs> Nara says wow this book is good I can't begin to describe how much I love these characters the whole series has these broken heroes and it's hard not to love I thought no one could beat Ash but Gabe oh sweet lovely Gabe is amazing Penny is such a strong character she's serious about making her own decisions and claiming what what, what once was taken from her the whole plot about worth made my heart flutter their banter is so good and their deeper conversations even better. I can even forgive them making me cry more than once. Ash and Chase made me laugh so hard with their protectiveness and I can't wait for Nicola's book. Yep. Same thing. Nara, you and I, we'll go to lunch and discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with everything there too as well. Whatever. Just, no, you don't. Gosh, she's so <laughs> touchy. Okay. Jessica said, I loved this book and all the characters so much. This book had humor, heat, and heart, and plenty of swoon-worthy moments. I have to say that this series has some of my absolute favorite historical romance heroes. Ash, Chase, and Gabe are just wonderful in their own unique ways, and I absolutely adored seeing the three guys interact. That goat goat birthing scene in the stables was comic gold. I also loved the naughty parrot. One of my favorite things was Penny learning to stand up and speak for herself, and Gabe supporting that growth and telling the others to let Penny speak for herself. So empowering, all the feels. And I am so excited for Nicola's book. Yeah, I, I liked all of that, too. That, yeah, you know, and... As much as it was Swoony, you know, when he pulls the guy into the room and punches him in the face, like, we all, we all like that moment, but I really liked, you know, the moment where she got to stand up for herself. But even prior to that, you know, the, uh, all of her friends were kind of, you know, uh, taking decisions away from her, and he's like, no, let her speak for herself. She can, you know, it. yeah. So, and that's that why like, I, I was glad that she got to just march up there and and tell him off. And she got to. She, she even said, "She says if anyone's going to fight a duel today, it's going to be me." Yeah. And uh, so I like that. Yeah. Ashley says, "I hate to say this, but I wasn't a fan of this one. It may be my least favorite Tessa Dare, unfortunately. I felt like the humor was pushed so hard it fell flat and contrived." Uh, there was an overabundance of modern feelings and issues, so much so that it felt like a spoof of a historical romance, sort of like a knight's tale. 
Love a Knight's Tale, and it worked in the movie because they weren't trying to sell it like a historical movie. It was clearly a spoof. The Wildflower Wager was trying to sell itself as a historical romance and delivered a watered-down trying-to-be-historical. Missed the mark for me. So that's interesting. It's kind of similar to what we were talking about earlier, that right. little... And I, I, can, I can see what you're saying about kind of spoofing a historical... Um, I kind of, I, th- I feel like most of Tessa Dares are a bit like that. And I'm curious, Ashley, if you've, well, you say your least favorite Tessa Dares, so obviously you've read some others. I kind of feel like she's often like that, but it's just kind of something I've come to expect from her. So I don't know. Um, and finally, Megan says, I was so excited to get to this book. Uh, the Duchess deal has become an all time favorite for me, but the governess game left me feeling a little meh. Her style is so brisk, usually in a good way and always hilarious, but a few times I found it a bit wanting. Because with breakneck pace of her books, character development can sometimes feel like it's been put on the back burner, causing the humor to devolve into silliness, which is generally not what I'm looking for in a historical. That being said, I loved this book. When she gets it right, she gets it oh so right. It was a great blend of humor and romance. The scene with the goat birth, stop it. I can't. (laughs) I received an arc of this, but I had a lot of driving to do this week, and so I listened to most of it on Audible. Mary Jane Wells is an amazing reader, so she also does all the Ravenel books by Lisa Kleypas, also amazing. I was literally laughing out loud driving up and down the five all week like a total weirdo. Uh, last thought, I thought that the book blurb was misleading. It makes you think that Gabe is the one to making her get rid of all the animals. Yeah, I noticed that too. Um, I was pleasantly surprised to find that the wager was with her aunt. Also, as Jessica already posted, this book was fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. LOL. Looks like I've already started my blog post. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so there you go. That is what everybody thought. Who was that one that just... That was Megan. That, Megan must live in Southern California. Because she calls it The Five. The Five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Northern I, California, we call it I-5. Yeah. Um, I picked up The Five from when I my time in Southern California. So. I know you did. Okay. Um, uh, so some kind of mixed thoughts there. Most love. But I, I felt like there was some some credence to some of the the naysayers a little bit but mom disagrees anyway mom any <laughs> no, other I thoughts? see where they're coming from because but it none of those things ever took me out of the story or even made me you know not like the story I I loved it and I'm fine with her writing contemporary historicals because it's just you just get to know oh that's the way Tessa Dare writes and well it's the way Tess Dare writes, and honestly, it's the way most historicals are these days. Well, I think, and we've talked about this, if they were actually, if they wrote historical romances the way they actually took place, I don't think they would be, I think that they would be shunned because yeah. uh, most of them would be off-putting, I We think. would like the heroines a lot less, I think, because yes. they would be a lot more missish, you know heroines then we get a lot more a lot more yeah and you know i think and i think they would be a little more the men would be more aggressive and uh i don't think we'd like them as much so yes which is you know i get it sad but true 
Um, any other thoughts, Mom, on the Wallflower Wager? Uh, no, I loved it. I'm always, I like I said, I'm always going to love a Tessa Dare. I'm just... Absolutely. I'm, I'm uh, you know... I was looking through, you know, other books Tessa Dare's written. I've literally, literally read every single one of them. Yeah. She's a, she's like a good one. Yeah. 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 We had somebody post on the group asking for other recommendations for Tessa Dare. And I'm like, honestly, it's hard to go wrong. I love right. all of her books. I love the Spindle Cove books. Um, the Stud Club, probably not my favorite series, but I still really enjoyed it. The Castles Ever After, I love that whole series. That was one of my first that books was. I listened to. Yeah. Um, I didn't hear most of it because you fast-forwarded through all the dirty parts. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I think that I was... I had to go back and read it on my own. It Lame. was your first, right? And then yeah. Rogue by any other name. And the name. first one that I really listened to all the way through was Sarah McLean's. Yeah. I did have to go back because really you did skip through huge chunks of... What the, was it? The first the, castles ever after. The Blind Duke one, I always call it. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. I remember when a Scott ties the knot. I always remember that title because I, I like that one. And that's probably my favorite of that series. I love that right. one. But, um, so I had to go back and, and read that book because so many chunks of it were missing. But um, yeah, A Rogue by Any Other Name is the first one that I listened to all the way through. Yeah. Um, okay, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on The Wallflower Wager by Tessa Dare. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us or and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On September 2nd, we will be starting our... I'm sorry. Wait a minute. When? On September 2nd, which is Mom's birthday... What? We will be discussing the first book in our fall lineup, which is The Friend Zone by Abby Jimenez. Uh, remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. Ellen, you're ever so welcome. All right, bye. Bye.